0: She's and my, my just written
1: it all hang out. She's a friend. How? Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is with me, and still over in WA is my dear friend, the one I lead, Dura Chasinga.
0: Wait, did, did you hear the sentence you said? I think you said, My name is with me, and uh, unless you dropped yeah. out. Yeah, I don't think you said your name. I don't yeah, think look, anyone was t- t- tuned in. T- t- I make, haven't been well,
2: introduced properly, but no, you definitely didn't say your name. You said my name is with me. <laughs> all right. Well, all
0: right. Well, the introduction was done by Ben Lomas. Uh, now who's speaking is Dilrujai Singh, And please
2: welcome into Fitbed comedian, actor, writer, podcaster, Tegan Higginbottom. My name is also with me and I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, really thank funny.
0: you so, so much for doing this, first of all. Um, there are so many things that we need to unpack Uh, one of the reasons I'm very excited to talk to you about which we'll get into is some of the comedy festival shows that you've done dealt with sport and and physical activity including boxing and football but as a little softball um, can you tell Ben what you told me as to what one of your side hustles at the moment is Okay. Love um, a side
1: hustle. Love right.
0: a side hustle. I mean, I, I, I'm assuming that's fair to call it a side hustle.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 my side hustle. Uh for a, a big part of last year, it was my my main hustle. Yeah. Um, because I lost all my work and mm. <laughs> and I, I really I wanted to get just a job that was a little bit more secure. Mm. So I have started copywriting. I even got a promotion and everything because it turns out I'm really good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have started copywriting for a little uh fitness app called Center. And yeah, the Chris Hemsworth
0: app that I've been using for the last year and a half. What is it What is it called? Center.
2: Center. And so basically I sit around in office all day looking at Chris Hemsworth and writing words that are inspired by Chris Hemsworth and I love my job so much.
0: It's so great. The fact that I've been reading your words. I know. I that, love it. And I was like, I didn't know this entire time. It was my mate, Tegan, who was trying to sell me more Center products. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's
1: weird because... I don't think I've said this out loud, probably because of COVID, but yeah, it's a hack thing to say, but how did you get that?
2: <laughs> no, look, I mean, I completely agree. And I agreed during every single one of the interviews, of which there are so many when you try to get a normal adult job. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, but no, the whole time I was like, really, really you want to employ me? But uh, I love it. And to all those people out there who have been working in office jobs, you stinking liars, I was under the impression it was really tough. It's not. You just, you go in and 80% of your days is meetings where you just basic podcast. That's just all it is. You're just podcasting and being friends with people for 80% of the day. Then you do a little bit of work. Then somebody probably gives you cake. Then you do a little bit more work and that's it. You go home. And then you don't have to chase people for payments because they just put it in your bank account. It's amazing.
1: Well, oh let just 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 there's so just, many, just many so many things that I want to unpack about <laughs> the, the
0: the, the sweet ride that you've been on. I don't know whether you've ever worked in an accounting firm exactly. or in town planning, mate. Because-
2: <laughs> this place and my office also, it's an office that you know we write and we we create a fitness app. So people work out together at lunchtime and all the snacks that are really healthy in the kitchen. It's like, should we go for a walk to clear our mind at lunch? Okay, like it's amazing.
1: This this actually is a clear definition of what a startup is that turns into one of those. It's like a, a clear example of like you know your startup. You know you got ping pong tables. Everyone's high fiving. You're doing yoga. Like it's you know it's the it's the example you see in movies. Yeah yeah yeah. We
2: are we are that office. It's like this trendy <laughs> office space in Richmond. It's great. It's
0: I really fun. Ask, so so I just so in case your employees are listening, I'm a fan. I'm a uh, subscriber. I, I love it. It genuinely made me. I did the, um, what was it called? The Unleashed, Center Unleashed program. Yep. And then I started on the Daruk. Uh, who, Daruk,
2: I think it is. His yeah, name it was, is. his name, it was a play on the Hulk. So it's right, kind of Daruk, but it's Darulk. kind of become more of a Daruk thing now. Yeah.
0: I get accidental <laughs> twice.
2: Whose idea was that? I I'm not sure.
0: Twice I have gotten tagged where people were trying to do at Darok and instead tagged at Dilruk J. <laughs> and I'm always like, oh, I'm on you. are on, on your bear crawls. Your bear <laughs> crawls are really looking, you know, and, but so I love the app. So, so, so you're in a safe space here and stuff like that. But um, so your input is basically... um the the anytime someone gets an email or is it even in the app the actual wording it's of the how text, to what copywriter
2: yeah yeah so if in case anybody's worried no i'm not designing the programs that no. is there they get they get legitimate experts and people who really 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 care um i i take what they've done and yeah so there, there are a few of us and i can be doing things like push notifications emails, little things that wow. pop up in the app. I can help name the programs, which are really exciting. Sometimes I help write scripts. So Ooh, what what yes. did you name?
0: What did you name? What were some of your names that uh, I could have-
2: I believe I was involved. No, I wasn't involved with that one. Oh, oh, the most recent. Oh, I can't say actually. I can't say. I nearly just got into so much trouble. Oh, okay,
1: okay, okay. okay. (laughs) My question question is when you have the meeting with the trainers who are actually doing, uh, you know, coming up the program and then you get together Mm -hmm. and together you brainstorm to see what ends up on the app. Uh, are you in office gear and they're in active gear or is everyone in active gear?
2: Everybody's in active gear. Oh, I, yes! on my first day, like walked, cause I thought, oh my God, I've got a job. This is a really big thing. So I basically was in, you know, a three-piece suit with a, you know, a briefcase walking in. There, like, oh, my <laughs> and lunch. a monocle. Um, yeah, basically, <laughs> this is how adults dress in my mind. Um, but no, they all just wear active wear. It's a pretty yeah. casual space.
0: Have you worked with, directly with people like Luke Zocchi, who is Hemsworth's uh, personal trainer?
2: No, I haven't actually, people in the office do, but Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not in, in the scheme of things, I'm very much not that important in there. Um, So definitely not work directly with them, but I've done a lot of writing for Luke's office, which is really nice. So his voice,
0: you have to write stuff in his
2: voice. Come on legends. You know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, you, yeah. (laughs)
0: You got to earn it to uh, burn it
1: to
2: earn it. <laughs> all that, yeah, all that is, stuff.
1: Is there, is, there a, is there a thing in the office where it's, uh, has, are there people in the office that have met Chris? Oh, yeah. Okay, so there are people Let's who say- have met Chris and people who haven't met Chris.
2: Yes, yes, and I am, guess which group I'm in. It's yeah. not a good one. <laughs>
1: I can imagine that would be a thing. It's like, have you met him? No, I haven't met him yet. You know, like, God, you know, like, is that like, because then, because like when the app was developed, so I assume there's people in the organization that have been there from the start.
2: Yep, definitely.
1: Okay. So they've they've met him. And then how, how many people work in like an app like that? How many people work?
2: That's a really good question. What's odd is that um, given COVID, we haven't all really still been into the office at the same time. So it's a lot though. It it is a lot, but I think, one of the things um, that I liked when I first got there, cause I can be a bit cynical and uh, that's just me. I'm a little bit of a cynical person, but the people there, they really actually give a shit. And, you know, we go through the Facebook groups where people communicate and they're really honest about what they're going through and trying to stay fit. And mm-hmm. there's just a genuine lot of care in the office. Like the people actually believe in this app and believe what they're putting out and the trainers are just so good. So it is actually, it, it, it's a nice space to work and, I think that original idea of trying to just bring out the best in people, it's still there, which is nice. Yeah,
0: that—that that is one of the things that I liked about the app, which has enough of... Um... I know not know whether it's holistic or, yes. or a more macro level of uh, wellness because it covers nutrition, it covers, uh, um, you know, mindfulness, but also very specific uh, body workout stuff. So it could be uh, Pilates, it could be, you know, uh, uh, that guy, Dr. Bruce or whatever, the dude who just basically does all these positions that look so easy, but when you actually do them, they're so yeah. fucking hard, I forget his yeah. name. But, you know, things like that, like it really... Did you and come that's- up with that name, takes dr
2: bruce in the bruce. positions that are really fucking hard oh. yeah <laughs> that one well, was me yeah. with my
0: back injury that has been part of my rehab is b- being able to learn how to like engage the muscles in my like thoracics and things like that to sort yeah, of straighten right. out so it's like it's directly healthy so i do love that um i do find it interesting that it was you come for chris hemsworth but you stay for other shit. You're like, you all come in to try and look like Thor, but then you're like, all right, well, that's not going to happen. So instead, yeah. I'll, I'll work on what I actually can be. And during the pandemic, the fact that it, it came around then is just so, like, you don't want Maybe to say... he what's...
1: started the pandemic. Oh,
2: my mm. God. There we go, there we go. It's <laughs> <more>. <laughs> it just, just... Chris all along. Does it um... Does it
0: feel... Do you feel, Tiggs, that when you're in the... Uh, because everyone's in active wear, then it kind of, like, you know, you if there's a culture of prioritizing movement and wellness, does that mean that you, you make sure that when you, you're there as well, you've got to work out in or something like that so you can talk about it?
2: I, I certainly don't feel that there's a pressure. What I, what I find interesting about the app is even within the office, there are people who will use the app just for the food and not do the exercises. Oh. Or there are ones who are doing center power because they want to build muscle. Or there are people you know who are just part of the yoga element of the app because you right. said it is so holistic. There are very few people who are across all things and I think that's what's good is you can use the app and really pick and choose what mood you're in at a particular time. Yeah. Um
1: are we getting
2: but- paid for this? I know, I've <laughs> made, I made I swear to
1: god, I, I swear to god, I was thinking,
0: my God, if we ever deserve a sponsor, we are sponsorless at this point, but if we ever deserve one, oof. Anyway, yeah, I'll talk to oof. About people. Right. Um all right, so let's let's then let's just um say thank you to Chris. <laughs> he, he's my good mate, my good mate Chris. Um uh, uh oh, just and- before we
1: go one more do you have yoga balls in this in the office is everyone seeing on those big no
2: big- no we sit on chairs and we're um yeah by the end of an eight-hour day that is the one thing i'll say to all the people who work in office jobs oh my god you're back well standing
0: desks is, is a big thing at the moment like even my mm-hmm. mates who work from home have got standing desks at home because they every i can't remember every hour they alternate because apparently that your hip flexors uh, it's going Correct. to be, it's, it's apparently what some people deem to be the, the, our future version of like, I can't believe people smoked in airplanes. Yeah. All the going, sitting that we do. All the sitting that we're doing. I can't believe people sat around for that long.
1: The best the- advice someone ever gave to me working in office. And then when I started doing it is, uh, every time you take a telephone call, stand up, because if you're standing up, you'll just wrap up the phone call a lot quicker than <laughs> if you were sitting down. <laughs> so-, <laughs> so it's like
2: this double win.
1: Yeah, yeah, so it was amazing. So every time I was just that annoying guy in the office, like a call would come and then my head would just appear, just talking loudly over across all the cubicles.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I love you, Ben, but imagine having to work next to you in an office. like. Ah. And I'm the same, by the way. I was a shocker to be be next to in, in an office because I just couldn't be fucked. So I'd be bullying everybody.
2: It is weird, though, the office seating thing. I've been sat next to this guy who our departments don't really mix. We do not need to be sat next to each other. Just so happens that we get on like a house on fire and it's like, just because of that one decision you've made, you've cut out 20% of my daily productivity because you've sat me next to this particular guy.
0: It's wild. I, I sat next to Suren Jayamana, who then told me about stand-up comedy. You and did then, not. Yeah. And that's why I'm here as a stand-up comedian year, till 11 years later. That's <laughs> if, if I was If I was in a different, like, at the end of the tax office or if I was in a different floor, I would have never come across him and never would have, you know, been here. The,
1: wow. um, I love that. I love that. And just because you both ended up doing comedy as well, which is, uh, fuck it, I always love that. It's like yeah. you know, mates for life. Um, the other one is though, my, my parents work in the world of physio and because there was so much home office stuff, a lot of people didn't take their ergonomics seriously. So there is heaps more people with that problems from uh, not correcting and having a good setup at home.
2: There you go. I have to admit, I was the sort of person who never had a sore back. And in the past year, I'd say it's rare the days I'm not sore and I'm trying to stay on top of it. But yeah, I think it's just, we're, we're just not meant to sit this much. We're not meant to be this stationary. It's not good. No,
0: no. So speaking of injuries, multiple yeah. times people listening won't be able to hear it, but I believe it's your right hand seems to yeah. have some decoration on it. It uh, does. Can you explain what we're looking at and uh, yeah. what, what went down?
2: I'll, I'll give you the split. full story. Yes, it is. Um, I used to so, make them with my dad. <laughs> Sorry. did you really i'll hit you up Long soon story. i'm gonna need heaps um so it's actually related to my job so it's really good we did uh, all the paid advertising there center and got that out of the way because now so mm. i i started at this job last august and up until the end of the year hadn't met anyone who i worked with the and then network? we had our christmas party right. and this was going to be the first time we're all going to meet people i was very very excited it was at this pub just over in Fitzroy. And everyone was there and I've walked in and gone, oh, hey everyone. And then I fell on a single step. And I came down and my little finger caught on the step and bent back and I've just gotten up and instantly held onto it. And because, you know, it was that sort of environment it was a Christmas party. Everybody's like, Oh, Higginbothams, she's already fallen down. Get her a drink. And I'm like, ha ha ha. This is all me falling. That's the and first I, time you're
0: physically meeting these people that you've been working with for the last 20 months. Yeah. And you
2: don't want to, you don't want to be an idiot. You don't want to look embarrassing. You don't want to be embarrassed. So, and I took my hand, so i wrapped up my hand with my left hand and I removed my left hand. And this girl that I worked with just looked at it and she went, Oh my God. And I looked at it and went, Yep, that's that's really bad. And I instantly knew I had done something very bad. But I was so concerned about not looking stupid or not embarrassing myself. I just kept standing there. And so then like I did Wonder the, Woman, just like yeah. so you're, in so, you're in shock. Yeah, I was, I was in shock just standing there. And then I did the next best thing I could do and I blacked out. So then I've had face planted. Just Blacked cause... out
0: from alcohol or just from the pain? No, no I
2: hadn't had a drink. Yeah. I, it was just from the pain and just honestly, you were from the panic.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, it was just pure panic, I think.
0: Wow. So then everybody
2: now was being really kind, like really, really lovely. Uh, but they all just kept looking at it and going, I think you've just dislocated it. It's not a problem. So I, I left. Um, here was the next thing. I was meeting the guy who I sit next to at work, we were going to meet at the Christmas party for the first time. I've left and I, I knew that he was coming to the Christmas party and I was just going to meet him. So I sent him this text going, had to leave, finger fucked. Um, oh, <laughs> wow. So then there's this whole other story going yeah. on at the party. That's, like,
1: that's classic office banter. <laughs> and
0: um, <laughs> It's like, what, so what, what exercise is that? Is that Daruk's <laughs> or is that Lugzoki's? <laughs>
2: so then i got to the hospital and turns out i basically um kind of almost shattered it it broke three times at the base and then there was another break at the at the tip and what
1: oh so you fell on it then it would have what gone in half and then you fell on it again like no
2: this was all from just the one thing basically it just i don't know turns out i'm brittle
1: um osteoporosis already
2: Yeah, I I actually need to look into it because I've had quite a few breaks and people have gone, yeah, look at that. Um, So then they put a plate in the finger and that unfortunately didn't, my finger didn't take to that. And what it also did is I believe what I've been able to find out, nobody wants to talk about it because I think they're worried I'm going to sue them, um, is that the plate was a bit too tight and that has stretched the tendon in the finger. So the next surgery was them taking the plate out. Then we realized that the finger isn't moving anymore. So then I had a third surgery and this is the one that got interesting. I had this a couple of months ago. Ben, are you actually squeamish?
1: No, no, no. I'm not squeamish. I'm squeamish when it dislocates. Absolutely fascinated with surgery. I know that's a contribution
2: in terms, but yes. So what they did, and I'm showing this to Dylan, Ben, but I'll just have to describe it for the people at home, is they then cut a large part of tendon out of my wrist and yep. so it's did- where
0: for those listening, it's where Spider Man has his web shooters.
2: Exactly. I've got two really cool web shooters now, Um, and they then sewed that into the top of my finger. And I found out a couple of weeks ago that that also hasn't worked, which is a bit oh, frustrating.
0: Oh my lord! So this is but now a the- year ago. Year. This happened a year ago.
2: Yeah. This was tenth of December. Three surgeries later, and they've been really big surgeries. I know it sounds yeah. sm- it sounds small for no, the no, fingers, very but
1: technical, super technical.
2: Yeah, and it's it's. I think what I've realized now is I, I've been so used to in my life, things go wrong, go see doctor, doctor fixes, yay. Mm. Um, this is the first time I've gone, I think this is it. I don't think I'll be able to use my right hand ever the same way again. And for me, because my outlet was boxing, I've I, I've now come to the realization that I'm not ever going to be able to do that again. And certain things around the house are just not possible and it's a bit frustrating. I mean, it could be worse. It's a bit frustrating.
0: how? But- how- Yeah, well, feel free to vent because we can, can, not genuinely, because I think one of the biggest um, things that we don't encourage enough is that people keep minimizing their struggle just because it is not as bad as someone else's or it could be much worse and you feel Mm. guilty complaining about, you know, what might seem in, in the grand scheme of things, fairly minor. But the truth is, it's your reality. And as someone who did, you know, Love Boxing, which we need to get into, but also as someone who's worked kind of, you know, if you're copywriting and stuff like that, it relies on your ability to type and, you know, mm-hmm. your pinky plays a part in it. So for me, I, yeah, fucking, you can, yeah. you're
2: allowed to say this fucking sucks
0: <laughs> for how the do last you get year. To, how, do you, how do you get to the
1: A and Q and Z? It's, it's a nightmare. <laughs> like...
2: Yeah. Yeah. There is certain things. What was it that I realized that I can't do? Oh, the little star thing that's above the number eight. That's dead to me now. It's gone. Uh, <laughs> On the keyboard, really? it's
0: just... Well, shift. Up. Really? Yeah. Uh, brackets. Brackets
2: are really tricky. Brackets, um, I can see
0: tricky. Enter would be tricky. I hit enter with my le- right pinky. Oh, yeah. That'd
2: be, yeah, that'd be hard. Yeah. Um, oh. I think the biggest thing that worries me, and it actually makes me feel genuinely concerned, is that it is so stiff and so... Um, it sticks out at this weird angle it's going to re-break, it will catch on something and I'm dreading the day that it does. Oh,
1: yeah, because it's it's like anything like you have, if
0: you have a wart on your hand or something, it catches, on, it yeah. catches in the drawer. Yeah, I, and whenever you so bite your painful. cheek, the inside of your cheek, you know yes. that you're going to bite it multiple times that day.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And they've said that there's a certain degree of a crookedness in your finger that they're like, oh, we can't let it be at that degree because it's it's just it will we statistically it will re break. Mine is something like three times worse what it oh, should be past. So wow. it sits at like it sits at a 90 degree angle. So it's I'm a well, bit now, scared. No,
1: so, so if you put it up. If you... So
2: if I, I mean, it's braced at the moment. Mm. I have to wear this brace. I'm wearing a very big brace for people at home. Uh, yep. That's to try and keep it straight. But if I don't, it just falls to a 90 degree angle. So wow. I look like a wicked witch all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: and that's because yeah. It, doesn't have the te- it doesn't have the tendons in place to be able to hold it up.
2: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that's what, kind that's of, what it is. What kind so, of pen
0: are you in right now? As in a, literally today?
2: Uh, not too bad. It's if yeah. it touches anything. <laughs> Yeah,
0: right um,
2: so- it's it's yeah it's not been the funnest thing
1: it's so not be, because because i guess i assume because the tendon hasn't worked then there there is also probably a couple of other options ahead of you that they've considered is there any other like what's the next step for surgery i assume there's gonna be another surgery of some sort
2: Honestly, I'm not sure if there is. Um, I wish that we could just skip these next however many surgeries and just go straight to Luke Skywalker hand. I really wish we could just go down that path. Um, But I actually, all right, well, it's just this is where it's at. I went in when they told me that the last one hadn't worked. I got a little bit upset and I left Mm -hmm. and I haven't actually spoken to anyone since about what the next steps might be. Right. So um, I have been hiding in my house.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, if you're up for it, I'd love to chat about that because that is something that I think is, again, must be such a tough position to be in because of what it has taken away from you, which is your love of boxing, you know? And, and it's not just about the pain that you're feeling. It's not just about the stuff that's in the, the house, but there was something that you found two you know that was helping you mentally and physically that now as a possibility you might not be able to do it because of this one mm. what looks like a small part of your body in the grand scheme of things but that one thing is now causing that much difficulty so i guess we've gone in reverse order really here but but let's take us back to was it 2013 2014 when you um embarked Something on your boxing that. journey
2: yeah, and it's really funny because I was thinking so much before I came on this show about my relationship to these things. And I'll get back to this kind of, I found this, I I, I, I discovered a nugget thanks to your podcast. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. That me McDonald's
0: much. or KFC, which one? Because we have very similar. It would be Macca's. Macca's, me, yeah, KFC be, yes. can go. KFC for a chicken company, he fucks their chicken nugget nuggets up really bad. I just really, don't know how. It's I don't know how, how, how can you do that. Anyway, but that's a different issue. But you found a nugget listening to but the podcast. So Thank you for KFC. listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs> the KFC
1: office, it's all it's all chicken. They throw it around. Like, oh, man, yeah, a, yeah,
0: everyone's dressed like a colonel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, the boxing. So years and years ago, it was literally, I, I I hate to be this sort of cliche about it, but I saw million dollar baby and just didn't realize up until that point that women could box. I'd never yeah. seen that image in my life.
1: You yeah, know, that's definitely the definition. Yeah. And
2: and um <laughs> And I'd I'd grown up watching Rocky and loved it and loved, I was always fascinated by boxing, but just never even saw myself walking into this space. And then I saw that film and went, oh, hang on, there's something there.
0: And I went
2: to this place called Fight Fit, which was this really interesting boxing gym out in South Melbourne. And they were one of those groups, you see a few of them doing it where they do the corporate style boxing matches where you train for a while and then you throw a load of people into a ring. But theirs was brilliant. Yeah, just whack your workmates. And look now, I. I have an understanding of why that might come in handy sometimes.
1: Oh, it's so, it's like Uh paintball. It's like, you know, when people get really excited about paintball, but the person in the office is really excited, just generally wants to cause harm on the person.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, And I think that this, their level was slightly up because you had to be a registered fighter because they were doing it without headgear. It was pro rules. So we had to have all the stuff fitted for, you know, we had to have the mouth guards fitted and we had to have all proper medical checks. And um, I, I, threw myself into that world and for the first time in my life discovered an exercise that I could enjoy because before then my relationship with exercise had always been so aggressive and it was all go for a run and try to lose weight you've got to do this to try and lose weight It's, it's it was just you know because I was you know female brought up in this culture of how we're meant to look and be and you know particularly how our bodies are meant to be so exercise was never something that I did to better myself. It was to try and stop myself from being what I viewed as disgusting or wrong or all those sorts of things. Right. So it was horrible. You know, yes. I'd go on these long jogs and I don't like jogging and I just forced myself to jog and jog and jog. And it was such a bad cycle to be in. Cause you're doing I it found- to try
0: and meet an expectation or an idea that, you know, it is being put out by society rather than anything that you're organically enjoying yourself. You're like, I have to do this just so I can fit in and be acceptable
2: yeah, exactly. And, you know, I've been in in and around um, some form of the entertainment industry since I was, you know, 16 or 17. And I have hmm. been in that position where people have told me I needed to lose weight to be even applicable to get auditions and stuff. And it was just a was bad that, thing. wow. Right, you know, that
1: happens. still happens a lot. Yeah, it's,
2: it's, it's so That's bad. Um, so it was, I w- my relationship with exercise was bad. And then I found this boxing thing where, Man, the sound, if you if you're working with somebody and just hitting the pads and they're working well with you, that sound of the glove hitting the pad is just one of the most satisfying things. Yeah. And when you when you're getting combinations right or when you're working on the bag and you can just feel it all coming together and there's a rhythm to boxing that is so yeah. soothing, I find I, I loved it so, the so it's
1: got the ball where you just let yeah,
2: it go even,
0: three times, three times feedback you mean? I even yeah.
2: knocked that, yeah, and I figured I that, that out. So I even concede- the fact that it Go so, go. sorry go you go oh just the just how back then and this was one this is coming back to the nugget but I'll go into as I said a bit later it scared me nearly every time I went in there which I think is a really good thing I'm one of those people who prescribe to do the thing that scares you because it makes you a better stronger person just do it and it's right. terrifying like every time we had to spar, I hated it and right. it was you you would just be buzzing with adrenaline afterwards
0: Right, because you're so like because it's almost what, what you tell us, what do you think the the thrill of being pushing yourself into the places that you're afraid of, that afterwards, what, what that feeling that you're buzzing, what do you reckon it is?
2: It, it's I think it's I think even Archie Thompson might have touched it on it briefly in your previous episode. It's just that proving to yourself that you can do anything because mm. sometimes those moments of fear and anxiety that you get before, I don't know, before you go on stage, before you do public speaking, before whatever it is, everybody's got their own fears, knowing that you can go, yeah, I acknowledge that. I'm going to move past it. Mm. It's so liberating. It just, in a world where you're so rarely in control of anything, it shows that at least you're in control of yourself. And that's such a cool thing.
1: I, I, I totally agree, and this is where it amazes me that, so, like, I totally agree, hundred percent. But nowadays, some some adults don't feel that until they get to thirty. So by the time they they go there, it's just like, oh, I'm too scared to even feel this feeling of of fear and anxiety and all that. When really, we should start be doing it at such a younger age, like, yeah. just to, to be able to. Like, I, I remember feeling it for the first time, and I think I was ten because I had yep. to spar the, the the karate teacher, and I've never been more scared in my ah. life. And I was just like, I was, you know, I think we all cried the first time we did it. But then now I remember feeling that, uh, that, that, you know, sort of that, you know, adrenaline rush, that fear. But this time I knew what it was. And if you don't feel that throughout your life and you don't embrace that, then you just become more
2: scared of it, I think. And what I've realised now, um, in this place where we're at in 2020. 2020- two, one, I always forget. We're about
0: about a month and (laughs) five days, six days away from 2022. So I,
2: um, you know, I'm the sort of person I used to do boxing and I used to do stand up. And both of those things are really synonymous. Like I'd have people telling me that I was brave very regularly, regularly. And you're like, no, I wasn't. But yeah, it really was actually, because now I've realized that I've stopped doing anything that scares me. I quit stand up. I don't do that sort of sport anymore and I've been in such a place and then I hurt myself so I hurt my hand I also fell down last year and had to get stitches on my head because I fell down and hit my head on the pavement and did that and I am just this ball of anxiety in my life now just most things scare me got to talk to somebody very scared got to go and order something face-to-face with somebody oh my god that's too scary and it's you've actually got to stay on top of that stuff because not only I completely agree with you Ben you've got to do it young you've You've got to keep scaring yourself. And what a weird thing to say! Like, what a oh, weird sentence. But, but, but it's I, true.
0: This is why I asked you about that feeling afterwards because I recognized for me, it is that. What exactly you said? The fear is there, but rather than uh, letting it slow you down, you just accept it. It's, it's. I, I don't even like the idea that you're ignoring the fear. I'm like, no, you. It's, it's silly that you're saying you don't feel the fear. Like with stand up, let's just say. Like I mm. still, you know, have these nerves and stuff like that. But it's like, oh, there it is. Okay, cool. I must care about this then. And I'm kind of learning to reframe it as something that is good as opposed to something that needs to be avoided. It's like, it's anytime, like, for example, I do this thing called double gains that I learned from Mickey D, which is that if it's like raining outside or it's really cold and you don't want to do it, you're like, oh, great, that's double gains because that means you're in a negative space and you're still going to do it. That means you make up for, you know, cause you can do anything when you're feeling good, yeah. but when you're feeling bad and you still do it, oh, that's double points, you know? So same yeah. way with fear is the same thing of going, oh, like I hate horror films. And I watched this thing that came on um, Netflix called uh, Midnight Mass, which wasn't oh, too Midnight scary, yeah, but yeah, it yeah. was so good as a story. And the writing was so brilliant. And everyone's like, oh, you got to see House on Hill House or some haunted Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. And apparently it's super scary. And I don't want to do it. But now that I know that I don't want to do it, I'm like, well, I have to do it now you know, just lean into that fear of it and just try to find those things that push us out of the comfort zone. I know it's yeah. gets very cliched, but it's true because once you start to get comfortable, then everything becomes like slowly starts to become too hard. As you were saying, like even the sort of smaller things in your life, uh, what say 10 years ago or, you know, six years ago when you were firing on all cylinders, seems fine. After the pandemic, I think a lot of us have lost that ability to To feel comfortable with basic things like it's it is anxiety I think it's my first bout of anxiety or at least understanding what it is where I was at a comic book store and I nearly started crying because I didn't know I I I needed to pick two books and I couldn't narrow it down and this and somehow in my head was like if I picked the wrong one then I failed and I I don't deserve I don't deserve love and respect and it just comes
2: out of nowhere yeah that's a weird yeah what a way for it to manifest but I think understanding what's going on is really important and really understanding that your body is just now smashing you with adrenos- adrenaline and, and cortisol and all that sort of stuff and going, okay, so this is, I'm not in danger and all that sort of stuff. It's okay. I'm trying to, um, yeah, trying to understand it is really good, but, I've set myself a few little challenges lately. It's funny that you mentioned Mickey D because I'm a big SAS fan. Love right. it. I'm obsessed with SAS. Oh, you same. should both be on it next year. Right. Um, but uh, I, I, I watched that. And Ant Middleton, who is, of course, the big, the big boss man on SAS, he was, t- I think, I can't remember whether I was reading something of his or whether he mentions it on the show, but he was talking about what happens when you're about to pass out and how you can breathe through it. And because of okay. everything with me lately, I, cause I passed out. Now my brain, when I'm scared goes, you should pass out. And I've been working on this cause it happens heaps when I'm at the hospital getting, you know, stitches out and stuff like that. And I've even spoken to my nurses about the fact. So you that I'm going you faint
1: when the stitches come out?
2: Well, I get really sick. So I'm trying to breathe through it because, yeah, I do. I'm I trying that to sound braver than I am.
1: I love it that you're, you're fainting and I'm filming it with two cameras. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but I've told them what's happening. So it's like my little project now of me going, hi, I'm nearly going to faint. I'm going to sit here and try this thing and now try to work through it. Yeah. I even, I know it sounds really naff, but I saw stand-up. I went to a stand-up venue on Monday night for the first time in probably three and a half years or something like that. Oh, wow. And even that now... <laughs> 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 um it's actually the local Bloody great night. Oh uh, yeah, Janet. On a little thing though, I am going to enjoy watching over the coming months. It's going to be this uh issue with diminishing returns. The MC is going to get all the good covid jokes and then everybody's going to have to ditch their sweet covid material cuz you're all doing the same AstraZeneca and the same uh <laughs> jokes. Nice. And, and it was just really great watching all these great jokes that just got less of a response because the first guy had already said it and,
1: yeah and there's an example of fear at the moment comedians going can I piece together a show within four <laughs> months that is pure oh my God, fear I know. in people's eyes hey the one thing I just want to add to fear which is new to me is uh, is my it's transferring over my fear to my children and that's the issue i have yeah. throughout covid is that a lot of parents under the circumstances is like you know we've been you know cooped up in inside therefore you can protect your family and look after them and now i've reached the point where i need to start letting go uh, and letting my kids do the dangerous things they need to do to learn, be it climb a tree or ride as fast as you can. And I've just noticed that I'm always scared that they'll hurt themselves, but me doing that and transferring over their fear then creates anxiety and, uh, and insecurity within them. So recently I have had to catch myself so many times and go, why are you telling him not to play with that giant stick in the park? Why is he swinging it around? And it's not, fear I'm just scared that he'll hurt himself but then I need to clearly explain that to him why I'm scared or what I need him to look at rather than just go no stop it stop it stop it and then it's just like you know transferring my fear onto him which is not fair but it's just like it's you know it's one of those hang-ups that you have when you come out of lockdown and particularly me and I've spoken to a couple of other parents where it's just like you know you're transferring your fear and that's not fair because you're burning burdening them with it when rather letting them just shine and live their life
2: that's Yeah, I've actually often wondered this about parents. Can I ask, have you had that moment yet where one of your kids has had a a bad injury or something like that? Have you had any broken bones or anything yet?
1: Yes, we've had uh, their teeth and jaw.
2: Oh, (laughs) Jesus. So that's what you went through there. That's not a... I mean, I can completely understand why you're afraid now because it's proper trauma. That would have been a horrific moment for you and your family. I'm so sorry that
1: happened. You go go through it and then it happened again two weeks later, something else, where you're back there going, oh, we've got more stitches. And look, Mm -hmm. in the scheme of things, it's like, you know, like Dil said before with you, it's like, yeah, everyone goes to their own stuff and yeah. then, you know, you try and, you know, you try to compare it. And when you do go to the children's hospital and you see a child, uh, you know, walking around with their heart outside their body, you do have those moments and go, gee, my kid's, my kid's okay with, you know, four stitches in his head. But at the same time, in that moment, it's, it's you know, it's, it's something very traumatic that you go uh, through with your family. And then, of course, that has the after effect. And yep. I, I think I think that's, and I, again, I'm just a worrywart. Anyway, I think. Um, but then you know, when you see it, you know, transferred. You know, you just have those moments. You're like, oh, I, I need to be able to change this. Or rather than trying to protect them, because you can't protect them all the time. It's just, it's just yeah. you know, it's impossible. Like especially now with kids going back to school. I know a lot of parents have kept their kids out because their kids aren't vaccinated. They're too scared. Yeah. So you know, after all that lockdown, you're still having lockdown, and it's like, well, actually, in the end, you got to make a decision, and you know, you, you just got to let them. That's why, yeah, yeah. It's a, at the moment now, I'm just like, oh, just try and let go. But if even just saying that out loud, I find that hard. Yeah, yeah. I,
2: I don't know. I think it must be so hard for parents. I really do. If I mean, I think this this next bit might be a bit naff. And if it is, please feel free to cut it. But um, I actually was chatting with an 11-year-old who's dealing with anxiety the other day. And we were having a really good chat because, you know, we've both experienced this thing. And I I found a way to explain it to her, which I think was hopefully quite helpful to her and then ended up being quite helpful to me, which is she's got this dog, this cute little fluffy white dog. And I was like, what you've got to do is pretend, right, that one night you're sitting at home and it's really windy because it's always windy in Melbourne. So you don't have to imagine too hard. And something really crazy happens, like a branch breaks through a window and the dog is barking and barking and barking. And it's a really bad thing that happens, but you fix the window and it's okay. But then the poor dog, Every time it hears anything, whether it's somebody walking past the house or the tiniest little bit of wind or a tree moving, no matter what it is, the dog thinks that that's going to happen again. So it starts barking and barking and barking. And you can't be angry at the dog because the dog is just trying to help you. That's all that's all it's trying to do. It's just trying to protect you from that thing happening again. But the dog is wrong. There's nothing going to happen. It's just wind or it's just somebody walking past the house. And that's how I'm trying to get her to think about anxiety and maybe me too the dog is fine; it's not a bad thing, but the dog is wrong.
0: Well, I was going to say, slight That's I love that a lot. But I had this similar conversation with my girlfriend, whose therapist, you know, was describing the amygdala, which is the fight or flight part of the brain that reacts mm-hmm. to those external stimulus. So the the perfect example of you said the wind and knocking it. Uh, the only correction she advised my uh, girlfriend was to not to say uh, "but" as in saying. The dog is barking, but I'm fine. It's actually, weirdly enough, taking the word back out of it and not Mm. using words like the dog is wrong in that sense, because it is, as far as the dog is concerned, it is right. It is doing Mm. the correct thing that it was taught, which was, if there's a threat outside, alert the owner, let the owner know. But it's just, it's a case of realizing that, oh, the dog is barking. I'm fine. Like, because otherwise you're starting to distrust your own brain by saying yeah, the dog is wrong. Yeah. It's sort of now saying, oh, I can't trust my amygdala, which is not correct because that sometimes it is correct. Like yes. it actually is doing the right thing. It's like the equivalent of dog barking. Uh, owner comes and says, oh, it's the mailman. We're fine. You know, like, but just actually acknowledging going, hey, well done dog. Thanks for letting me know. We're Okay. You know, it's it's such a strange little tiny uh, reframe. But uh, by having it viewed as being like wrong in this instance, makes us distrust our own kind of instincts. But it's like, yeah, hey, I thanks, instincts. That. Thanks so much for jumping in. We're good. You know, it's, mm. it's a really strange one. But I love that. I love using analogies to try and understand complex things, you know, because I because again, I want to go back to Can a Sorry, you, oh, wait, I was going to say we need to finish off. I wanted to hear what Aunt Middleton's advice was about the breathing that you are oh, but, but passing out what you seem to have found benefit in and also what other measures you found beneficial uh so far with your anxiety what have you been doing
1: but just before that i just wanted to share this so the dog is dogs have gone huge in lockdown but largely it really helps kids with anxiety so it's gone gangbusters but then i heard this story from a parent which i won't mention is that they got a dog for their son who was so like so anxious that it started biting its nails right it started buying its nails and then they got the dog to be able to you know so it can comfort and cuddle right but then this is what happened, is now <laughs> it doesn't bite the nails. He doesn't bite his nails, but the dog does now.
2: What do you mean? So, so he's, he's past. as in now, there are many ways I can interpret this. Yeah. The dog is biting, biting his nails? Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> are the no, no, dogs own nails? Or... The dogs own nails.
1: And so now they've got to take it to the vet and have to put these little muffs on it <laughs> because now the dog, it's it, like the parents are like, we know it's probably, you know, it just said, it, it, it seriously went from, our son doesn't bite nails anymore Too, we've got a problem with the dog
0: yeah oh my so god now, he's transferred all of his anxiety yeah. into this poor so now poor now dog. now they're now they're getting a hamster for the dog to for the dog to pet <laughs> and now then the hamster's going to start fucking biting his nails. <laughs> oh, oh my god
1: so i just had to add that in it was just that when i heard that i was like oh my god like no know, that's amazing that could happen so yeah so, we do need to finish up yeah With
0: yes. the, with the papa with feeling like you were passing out and things like that. And you said you saw something that Ann, Ann Middleton described as being helpful.
2: It was just about breathing. It was honestly just about consciously breathing, which some people will, you know, put into that meditation sort of box that really that is a form of meditation, just focusing on your own breathing. Um, it hasn't superbly worked for me yet. I have to right. admit every time I've had to hit, the, not I've not fallen hit the ground, but I've had to lie down because it's not worked. I've not been able to maintain uh, consciousness. But it, I, think, I, I think I'm think i just going to start scaring myself a bit more and intentionally doing it. And yeah. COVID is, has made me want to do the opposite. It's made me want to be all the opposite of that, but it's just is, not going to work.
0: As frustrating, frustrating as this situation is, is there a way to gamify it now where you're like, oh, cool. Like Every time I'm feeling this sense that I'm going to pass out and I'm going to the doctors and it's annoying, I'm going to look at it like, hey, there's a chance for me to practice this and Middleton thing.
2: There really is. And I think especially because, I mean, I've seen my hand therapists, I go to the Alfred hospital and I do just want to say they've, they've been the most amazing people over the past year and they know me so well now that I can be really honest with them and go, Hey, it's happening again. And we all kind of laugh along with it. And it's a safe space. They've created a space where I can go, I'm going to try and do my thing. So if I'm sitting there breathing like an idiot, they don't mind. Um, but yeah, it, it hasn't worked yet, but I am certainly trying to just acknowledge it for what it is, which is a process. And as you said, try and try and beat it, try and game it a bit. Yeah,
0: yeah. and what yeah. about anxiety in general that you said you started to feel over the last year or so um, with the pandemic and not being able to box and things like that? Have you found any particular techniques? Like the dog example uh, is a brilliant one. Is there anything else that you found that has helped you process your anxiety?
2: I hate to say it, but unfortunately... No, it's it's a real ongoing situation mm-hmm. with regards to how it's affected my sleep, my social life, my everything. Mm-hmm. But it's and the a hand life. Is,
1: and the hand is a constant reminder. Like you look at it every time. Like yeah. it must be so hard not to see the splint and go, fuck, when is this going to end when I can, and then I can start again?
2: And that's the thing, I need to make peace with the fact that it yeah. probably isn't now. And that's okay. You know, every time I've gone to the hospital, the universe has put somebody directly in my line of vision who's just been in such a worse position. And I completely get what you're saying, Dill. We can't always do that whole there's somebody worse off, but man they were really worse off oh sorry
0: sorry yeah you know, I, I want to clarify that point which is that it's it's like it is good to have perspective it is important to be grateful for the situation we're in and and realize that we've been dealt a a, a decent a better hand than most people but that doesn't mean that sometimes the hand a good hand that you were dealt is got a shit draw and you're now at the moment you know struggling with it because it is a fine balance because the reason I'm so big on it is because dismissing your uh, your feelings and not feeling like they're valid is the start of, you know, uh, a lot of other mental health problems where you're like, I shouldn't complain, I shouldn't complain, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then suddenly before you know it, a fucking ulcer pops out of your arsehole and then you die. You know?
2: I, I Jesus, I hadn't quite followed that no, 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 train sure of thought, of that. <laughs> but it's important mm-hmm. to know. Um Look, I think... I think acknowledging it and being kind is the best advice I can give right now, mm. seeing what's going on just being really kind and going, yeah, global pandemic. Yeah. We've all been through something. Just be kind. Cause I think mm. everybody's a little bit messed up at the moment. Everybody's, yeah, everybody's Especially a little bit. Of,
1: out, like,
2: oh. Oh, exactly. And I think also, I've been telling this to a lot of people and they don't understand the analogy, but do you know how you battle through comedy festival and you do four weeks and you're doing shows every night and somehow you don't get sick. Yeah. And then the day after you crash, you crash physically, emotionally, mentally. I think that's what a lot of people are going to go through over the next few months is we've, we've had to bolster and somehow stay strong through this period. And now in the, Hey, everything's fine. We can all see each other. I'm seeing people um, struggling more right now than I did in the the, the middle of bad lockdowns. Absolutely. You know? I agree. I and absolutely it's agree. I think now is the time to do that calling of your friends and checking in and also be checking in with yourself a bit. Um yeah, yeah. so I, I think that's it's it's so wanky, but it's just about being a little bit kind. I'll tell you one more thing though. I know you're trying to wrap up but just on no, that no, part, well, there's I'm, always someone worse off analogy. Yeah. This is so obvious, but it melted my brain the other day. I was chatting with this girlfriend of mine. She's like Do you know that if you follow that, like if you follow that train of logic that there's always someone worse off at any point on earth, there is the person who is the Mm. worst off. Mm. Like eventually you have to get to the end of that line with the person who just cannot rightfully say there's someone worse off than me. And I just can't imagine who that person is, but holy shit, he's having a bad Tuesday or whatever it is.
0: Absolutely. Like it it is that thing of like, ultimately it stops somewhere it
2: has to stop somewhere (laughs) it has i
1: always think that person would be like well i'm the best
0: (laughs) best." i win.
2: i guess Uh, no no
1: one beat me i'm right i'm right down there right at at least i am the worst
0: worst. at least i have that the second last person they don't even get that (laughs) they've got the one extra finger but they still don't get the title (laughs) you know um Um,
1: hey before i before it goes well is uh dean is um when you get your hand splints done, I'm quite yep. fascinated because my dad specialized in hand splints. And so when I was a little kid, I used to help my dad uh, build them for patients, and Amazing. especially fingers because a lot, of, a lot of people, do a lot of football players have the same issue as you have because they've just broken over and over again. That In the end, they have like a splint that they'll have for the rest of their life.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much.
1: Yeah. Have you decorated yours? Have you got creative with yours yet?
2: no no I haven't because I didn't realize that this was the potential but I'm even looking up online you can either get even get little bits of jewelry that are tailor-made that do the same thing so I hadn't I like I said it's only recently that I've come to the sort of acceptance that this is a lifelong thing so I am going to go in hard I think I'm going to (laughs) have gold encrusted diamond bullshit it's going to be fantastic but um on that yeah it's a lot of footballers and then during lockdown because I said to my hand therapist nobody's playing sport how are you still Busy and they went DIY. Yep. Everybody of apps, to... like,
0: apps like Center. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Into...
2: Everybody trying to fix their home They Should... suddenly ah. start homes. They're trying to build ah, their patio, they're smashing man. their fingers to bits.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people falling off ladders. Just like, yeah. come on. Really? Yeah, and
2: <laughs> we're coming up to Christmas light hanging time. So anybody who does listen this, please, <laughs> yeah. please, yeah, please be careful.
0: Just think of Chevy Chase. <laughs> um... <laughs> I want to talk about the acceptance stuff, please. I want to know about how now that you you feel like this is part of you the rest of your life, uh, what have you been finding you're able to... Because for me, the reason I'm asking, it's loaded, mm. is because I have a back injury that is feels like it's for life, that yeah. I have to now accept a future where I can't do the things that i was hoping to do like for example the middle of lockdown last year i was doing handstands i was i was able to do a headstand and you know stay upright and um you know come back down comfortably but handstands i was nearly getting there but now i'm like too scared to attempt any of that because i don't want this back to flare up again so it i'm will be honest it is very frustrating for me to see how much slower I'm running or, you know what I mean? Like things like I was getting close to like breaking the 20 minute mark in a 5k, but now I'm back at 26, you know, things like that. Mm. I'm not dealing with it well. So have you found, what have you found to to help you get through that? Or if um, there at all.
2: Y- there's still some days where I get really angry, especially I think between the second and the third surgery, Knowing that I did this one, means I can't, I've got, I've lost most of the strength in my wrist as well. Cause they took out the tendon and that will come back. But knowing that it got worse, I get really bitter. Like, can, mm. oh, you know, oh, what were you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I just get so, and you know how, especially when there's not many people around, you start talking to yourself and ooh, you can go down some holes for everybody at home. I'm doing some pretty crazy hand signals right yeah, now yeah, to yeah. describe the, my mental state. Spiraling, um, yeah. The,
0: the spiraling. spiraling.
2: Yeah. It's I I'm the only person who suffers from that. Nobody else is suffering. That's all me. And I think what I've also realized is up until quite recently where I had to see somebody at a private practice, I had some of the best surgeons and definitely some of the best hand therapists. These women were incredible helping me, emailing me, supporting me emotionally on every level. And I did not pay a cent for that. I live in a country where I'm just looked after. And so whenever I fall down that rabbit hole, I come back to how much worse it could have been if I had been or how out of pocket I would have been. Yeah. You know, this was a time oh, when I just lost understand. all my work. Exactly. It could have it could have destroyed, you know, so much of my livelihood. But I, I was able to get by because I was just so supported by these people. And I have to focus on that. And I have to focus on the fact that even though it hasn't worked, nobody's not been trying. Everybody's trying their best. I just fucked my finger. You know, yeah. that's all it was. If that's all I can think about because the other path is, is shittiness.
0: I, I think I, I like that because that it links into what we we're talking about, about, you know, perspective and and not necessarily dismissing or invalidating your own feelings because it comes into that to be grateful. What are the objective things that you can be grateful for? Like having this healthcare system that's you're able to be looked after through, right? That is something that's clearly in front of you that is there that you can be grateful. You can't be grateful going, I'm really grateful that I broke my pinky so that I had that awareness. Fuck that. It sucks that the pinky is fucking injured and you can't box. But you can be grateful though even though that has happened, I'm grateful that it happened in a in a healthcare system where I'm looked after. Like that is incredible.
2: Yeah, it, and it 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 is. And I think that there are some places where people can get can get lost in the cracks in this country, and I think also there are there's so much that we do wrong, but we should protect Medicare and protect our health system oh. so fiercely because um it's it's just it's a life changing thing. It's a game changer.
1: And and also like especially now, like with everything that's going in the pandemic, and you know, you know, listeners know this. I spent a month in hospital on, on, on the government's dime. And mm-hmm. it didn't, it didn't cost me a cent. Like, and that's, yeah. and, that, and the whole time you just think about the care, the surgery, the medication, uh, the nurses the whole time, the whole time I, I did have moments where I was like, yeah, this is, if I was doing this privately, it would it cost me a fortune. Right. Yeah. And then people forget. And I, that's why we, you know, we've had issues with people contacting us on the podcast, but if something's really bad, you'll end up in the public system and you know, the best of people who want to help people are I'm not saying they're not in the private system, but just like, I'll never forget being, you know, not knowing the answers to what was wrong with me. And I'll never forget when this gentleman came, the head of infectious disease, it's like he walked in, everyone parted ways because Gandalf had arrived. It was just amazing, but just go, wow, how lucky am I to have access to that brain? Yeah. I was like, I feel so privileged. I was like, he is looking after me now. Like, and, yep. and just like, in other words, it's like you wouldn't have that opportunity to be like, here's, here's, you know, if you can afford it, good luck, you can see him. But here, I was like, no, because we've got Medicare and because I live in this country, we can get that. And I, yeah, yeah I'd sometimes feel, you know, there's a moment where he just, I felt a little bit guilty because, like, who's missing out on him? Like, you know, it was ridiculous. But, you know, in that moment, I was like, I hope everyone gets access to him because he, you know, he saved, you know, arguably, you know, You know, he didn't save my life because there were other surgeons who did that, but he was, he was, he was able to find out what's wrong and make me better. And I just, I, I sometimes I feel like, you know, and that's why that's so challenging for you, Tegs, because I was in that position where they didn't have answers. They didn't have answers to what was wrong with me. And it is so frustrating and I can totally feel and feel your pain because you are like I just want this to fix. I just want it I just want it to go exactly. And even then you take I'd leave to have it 50% of what it was. Yeah. Like you start accepting that. And so have you thought about what, you know, like we're talking about acceptance of the injury, but have you thought what you would be happy with? Do you know? Yes. Like uh,
2: I I'd, I'd be happy with enough movement that I truly believe that if I fell down and braced myself that it would be fine. That's all I want right now. It, I'm at the point where all I want is not a re-break. If that means I don't box forever, I'll, I'll find something else to do. I'm sure I'll fall in love with something else again. I just don't want it to re-break. So that is, at the moment, it's so stiff. I know that that's not a good place for it to be. So yeah. that's my that's my happy point. But, yeah, I've done all that bartering and watching how the chips kind of go different ways the further and further along you get. Um, but can I just also say one other thing, and it's completely off it's completely off topic but I think you probably would have experienced this as well then going from a situation where you were being so cared for and then knowing that over the past year those same people who are looking after you aren't allowed to leave the hospital in their hospital clothes because people will abuse them on the streets because they're working in hospitals or knowing that they're the people that are getting shit and having to put up signs everywhere going please don't abuse me that has been a really interesting juxtaposition to be kind of seeing just getting that care and then going how are you the ones that are copying it how on any planet is that okay
0: yeah it is I, yeah it's tough it but. is one of the most heartbreaking things i i did a corporate thing for western health last week over zoom and i was just saying the same thing which is that it is genuinely hard because they're literally in mass like some of them have walked out of surgery to listen to me talk about my you know fucking dick jokes for 15 minutes but <laughs> um you know but i'm like you know that it's so incredible that they're doing all this work this is how stretched uh they're, they're so thinly stretched yet they're the ones that are fucking getting abused online and on the streets if that like where is the how do you find the motivation to keep showing up to not only care for those that want that that are grateful for it but even the fucking assholes that were rude to you who got sick and then you still have to care for them like it takes a special kind of um patience and kindness and 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 i think self-fulfillment to get there
1: and also what I found amazing, Tiggs, is also seeing their, uh, see, getting a different perspective of each one's based on where they are with their career. So when I was over there, I'd have like a student nurse who wouldn't be able to put a cannula in to a grandma of five oh, yeah. kids going, well, you know, this is, you know, for, for the grandma, she's like, I'm done. I don't want to cop this abuse. I've worked my whole career on i'm out of here like i've got yeah. you know, three more weeks and then you've got a young student at the other end going i actually really wanted to get into nursing because i wanted to help people and travel well but you know like you can still help people but you can't travel mm. and then and then i remember i was like i asked my nurse I was like, how do you like how do you deal like how do you deal with the people who abuse you and it's just like well it's, it's a duty of care like that's what's what we signed up for and uh, and i'll never forget because when i arrived to the emergency I remember arriving and then I was like, uh, she's like, you Ben? Yes. Okay. We've got you in bed 16. I just have to deal with this shit in bed 27 who decided to have a cigarette in the bathroom because he had to stick a pipe up his cock. And I was like, well, I think I'm in the right place. I think I'm in the right place here. Um, oh my God. And the whole ward smelled of smoke. She's like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, how? I was like, is this just your average Thursday? Is this how, is this how it works? And then I was like, wow, I you know, I talk about dealing with hecklers, right, in, in in you know, in a gig, but my God, she's dealing with hecklers and people smoking and, and people who are sick. And I'm just like, wow, you're, again, like from there, I was like, who are you? You're amazing. Um, I wish you got paid more. <laughs>
2: I had a really similar thing in that when I got brought in and uh, they were completely overstretched, this woman already told me that she'd missed her lunch break and was probably going to miss her dinner break. And there was some guy who had... Um, it was this, it was the one through his tongue. He had a piercing through his tongue and the piercing had vanished. And he'd come in because he's like, I'm pretty sure I've swallowed it. And she's like, are you in any pain? He's like, no. He's like, well, she's like, what do you want us to do? And he's like, I'm pretty sure I've swallowed it. It's going to, you know, pierce my insides and stuff like that. And she's like, fuck's sake. So she'd send him off and then she's like, he's just going to shit it out he's just going to shit it out. What does he want me to do? Like, what does he expect me to do? We have to now get an X-ray. And I was just loving listening. She's just swallowing fucking And I was like, you're the best. You're the best. <laughs> it's
1: so good. It's, yeah, um, again, if any nurses, we, we have a couple of nurses listening out there, but again, we say it over and over again thank you. We, we can't oh, do, we can't. Anyone, this anyone in you. the
0: forefront of all of this, you know, whether yeah, even if you're working you. at reception, copying abuse from fuckheads, you know what I mean? It's, it's a tough gig and we really appreciate it. There are those of us who absolutely appreciate it. And I know it's not enough considering the abuse you're getting, but please know we love you. Uh, and for what you do. Teagues, what was um, the uh, two things to finish up? Well, just the nugget that you were referring to as you sizzled earlier from listening to the pod. You said you picked up a little nugget, but also uh, let's finish up talking about something fun, which is your podcast. So, oh, yeah. hey, let's go let's
2: go the ahead. nugget, I think we kind of crossed over. I realized that back, back, I used to be a very brave person. And through this strange mishmash of events, I am not. And it is my mission to get back to being somebody who people call brave because mm-hmm. I think it's hot. Um, it's and hot, with probably. regards to my podcast, thank you for bringing it up. I do a food podcast now, and it's awesome. And it started. Um, you know, in lockdown, our relationships to food changed. We started experimenting more and cooking more and just falling more and more in love with food. And we've started this podcast where we chat to people about it. And it's,
1: yeah, it's good. What is it called? What is it called?
2: called Dish Island. And we had oh, Dill on shit. the other day. I mean, I thought he was going to make it into the finals of MasterChef, so fucking let down. We really should have got <laughs> you on the show. But, you know, <laughs> I should have said the final finals because you made it into the semis. Semis, um, yeah, I know. Um. No, you were wonderful. We were so honoured to have you on the show, and it's just yeah, it's just been so incredible talking to immensely talented people and hearing about their their relationship with food. I thought you were
0: going to say immensely talented people and deal, and you
2: did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Gotta mix it up. That's amazing. What, what I is love your it,
0: dish what, I love it. What what is your go to f- like when you think of binge eating or indulgent? eating Mm. where do you land
2: well at the moment I have started experimenting with making my own ice cream Mm. and it is how's your
0: creme anglaise
2: oh man it's really good (laughs) it's really really? it's it's fantastic but to be completely indulgent um people who watch MasterChef will know this guy Darren Purchase who owns Mm. the uh, Bertrand Purchase Sweet Studio he makes a Basque cheesecake which is one of those cheesecakes that looks all burnt on the top Mm. and he puts lemon curd inside of his and it is it's it's just the most wonderful thing it's so good um and after you cook
0: it. it you can just bask in your growly thank you hey thank you. Thank, you. Thank, you. thank you very much thank you thank you comedy festival next year please check us out um, but um but yeah i uh if you've uh, been to marion on gertrude street they do an amazing basque cheesecake i am obsessed with it it's fucking 12 bucks for a tiny blob but oh my god it's so it's, rich it's,
2: it's on another level isn't it it's beautiful. i love it
0: yeah. i love it and just For quickly six just dollars you can get it at cole's <laughs> yeah but no, no. not the
1: same right. six bucks, mate. mass producer let you you some say calls let's
0: let's be honest it's aldi come on
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> a yeah, um, german weird german cake cheesecake from the black forest yummy <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey on the bravery thing though i do feel like it is important to sometimes recognize that 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 bravery it's a kind of moving scale right i think bravery is being able to do stand up and go for a boxing match but also bravery is realizing that you know you're on the back foot and you're feeling certain fears and still pushing past those like i think don't dismiss the fact that even what you're doing right now the fact that you've endured endured a year worth of this pain and 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 discomfort and and frustration with your finger that takes bravery to keep, still keep showing up still be thinking about and acknowledging and trying to find acceptance of it that actually takes courage and effort so don't don't feel like you're not brave anymore Mm. because I think the scale you know if you look at it truly it it takes bravery to even be able to talk about it publicly so
2: I really appreciate that and that means a lot um People don't applaud it as much, but <laughs> yeah. But no, it but, actually, but, it but you it should forget.
0: Fa- we live in a we live in a world or uh, in an industry where we are uh, we are trained to seek validation from external sources, from an audience, from our from our bosses or whatever. But that acceptance from yourself, like real, you should applaud it yourself. Like, forget us. Like, we are. I mean, uh, uh, definitely applauding you. But I think you'd need to. I, I think it'll be good to realize that. I think it's incredible, and so should you. Yeah,
1: a hundred percent. And also, you probably already know this as well, and people listening is like, I always feel like acceptance. Quite often, is is used as a as a finite word. I like, well, I've accepted it. But acceptance can come on so many different levels. You can accept something, but then something, you know, part of the same injury, you can't accept. And then quite often, you don't know if you're accepting something until you've actually realized that you're not worrying about it anymore. Yeah. And so I think sometimes like some people go, ah, oh, you know, it sometimes it's, it can take years or months, but it can come at different levels. And I, that's what I'm experiencing at the moment that I'm just like, oh, I was like, well, I accepted what went through me in the hospital, but have I accepted the, uh, the pain and, uh, and, uh, and trauma that I went through? Nah, not, not even close. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, and that's something that, I'll have to work through. But, you know, it's it's different stages. And and I wish you all the best for your finger. I hope it it goes well and you get at least what you want or that you're happy with.
2: Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank Um, you so much.
0: I'm so tempted to call this podcast finger fucked, but i think it'll just be <laughs> it. oh you know, yeah you know it'll right. be the wrong impression when someone's like tegan higginbotham finger fucked i was like Ooh. yeah no <laughs> it's also
2: it's also as bad as like the the crazy female comedian who called her show touched by fev like it just doesn't come across as well when we put it in words <laughs> uh, oh,
0: we we, we, we didn't even we
2: didn't even um we didn't
0: even get to that but yes. uh yeah no, that's yeah. all right well uh touched by fev please check it out <laughs> <laughs> um hey uh where
2: can people find you mate just at the moment on the instagram so i'm on the grams a bit uh and dish island is on spotify itunes all good podcast platforms and um, what, so what people- are you I'm on instagram be- Please, i am that's a good question i think it's just tegan higginbotham so if you yeah. manage to spell it you get the reward of looking at all my photos
1: Yes, and, and a very stylish couple, might I just add, on Instagram. Oh,
2: me and my husband would try. Oh,
1: you look a very cute, you two. Thank you.
0: Awesome. Uh, ben Lomas comic for Benjamin, for me, Darug J, and Fitbit Pod for all the Instagrams, uh, and yes. as well as patreon.com slash Fitbit uh, Please check us out there. Tiggs, we'd love to get you on a Patreon episode. We'd love to yes, um, talk about, dissect something that's really you know, niche and nuanced or whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm guessing, well, with you, it'd be Doctor Who. Uh, oh. Yeah,
2: we can talk about Doctor Who. Maybe <laughs> I'll tell you what I really think of my work. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh,
1: yeah. oh, Doctor Who's a great one. Oh, oh yeah. Such a great one. All right. Yeah. We can yeah. totally
0: do that. All right. Awesome, mate. Thank you so much, Deacon. Take care, Bye.